0: hey, Josie, don't you just love a good, strong female character in a book, but also when she has this, like, huge love for books? Yeah, because it makes it feel like I'm reading my own
1: life, right? Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Winifred in the book The White City by Grace Hitchcock.
0: Buddy. Hi! Welcome, Welcome to Potheads Who Read. Potheads Who Read. Pothead Read. Sheila and Josie. This is us. This is us. Um, but, but we're not the TV show, and we don't cry all the time because of the TV t- show.
1: I mean, I cry all the time because of the TV show. But well, not- that's what I meant. But Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> hey, confession. I've never seen This Is Us. I've never oh, watched it. Um,
1: confession, you need to go binge it right now. It's so good. I didn't want to cry every night. <laughs> I mean, there's some episodes where you don't cry.
0: <laughs> That's not what it sounds like. My my Facebook news feed is always like, I mean, ah, this is us, and I'm crying, and I'm like, okay. I, I mean, I cry enough as is. I don't necessarily need another emotional thing going on in my life.
1: episodes in a season. And maybe 16 of them make you cry.
0: Okay, so I'm like three years behind (laughs) at like season three. Okay, so I don't cry at a lot of stuff,
1: and people always make fun of me for that. And I would say in a season, there's probably two or three episodes that make me cry in a season.
0: And this is us? Yeah. Um,. You're you're messed up. Because everybody's crying during This Is Us, oh and God. I haven't even watched it.
1: I know. I didn't play <laughs> in game either, so it's
0: I'm I'm doomed. <laughs> it's okay. Um. Oh my so, gosh, how you been? I'm good. I um. Well, we just talked the other night, actually. Yeah. As we recorded another another book the other night with Andy, but um. I'm doing good I had my first ukulele lesson yesterday yeah and it. it was fun it was so funny because she came I came in and she's like so what's your experience I was like I know nothing about ukuleles or guitars I'm like but I I played the violin I can read music I did choir I I have music background yeah and she's like okay great this is gonna be easy for you and everything and it was pretty easy like it the hardest thing probably for me right now is like figuring out my chords and my left hand and where my fingers are supposed to go and then just figuring out how to strum and making sure I hit all the key the keys all the um strings Mm -hmm. at the same time because sometimes um like when I do the up down fast strumming like I miss some somehow I just have to practice yeah Um, but it was so funny we were practicing something and I mess and we were kind of going like we are kind of going at beat. So it was like, bum, 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 bum. So it was kind of fast, but not too fast. Mm-hmm. And and then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, fingers. And I had to figure <laughs> out where my fingers, And I'm like, I'm sorry. She's <laughs> like, it's OK. She's all, you're like already four weeks in, and you're on your first lesson. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. So it made me feel good. it was fun to like kind of do something musical again. Yeah. Uh I haven't done, you know, choir or violin in yeah. ages. So it was it was fun to do this. I have
1: wanted to get back into music the last couple of years really mm-hmm. strongly. I played the French horn for nine years. I played the trumpet for three years. I was just like you, tons of choir, like all through school. I was in jazz band and concert band. And and I really think if I would have gone into anything besides what I actually went to school for, it would have been music, (laughs) um, which is not far because I went to school for theater and then dance and then cultural studies. And, um, but yeah, the last two years I've truly truly have been missing music and I've been trying to think about how to get back into it and once upon a time a couple years ago I actually did think about trying to start the ukulele it's fun and then I remembered when I I mean I was really musically inclined when I was younger and I remember trying to teach myself how to play the flute the piano and the alto saxophone which I had already played the french horn at that point for a couple years and then by accident, I ended up teaching myself how to play the trumpet um, with some help from a couple friends. Um, but I realized it's really hard for me to play the instruments that use two hands. Um, like the piano, like I tried the piano and I was it's like, hard. maybe the flute would be a little bit easier because it's like sequences. And I'm like, same with the alto sax. And I was OK with the flute and the alto sax. I was abysmal at the piano I could not do it I can do like simple songs with one hand but right. I can't do more than that so yeah I I don't blame you I've really been missing music a lot the last few years I've been yeah. trying really hard to make sure that I see more like symphonies or listen to like different music and stuff like right. that because of it Aww, yeah well I say,
0: I say go find some place that you want to learn some music at Or there are tons of apps out there. Now, if I tried to learn the ukulele two years ago through, like, apps and YouTube videos. Uh Not so much YouTube videos. I tried a couple videos, but I did some apps. And I was kind of getting it. But then I felt like, and I told my teacher yesterday, I go, I tried a couple years ago, and I was kind of doing okay. But then I was feeling confused on Things because I just didn't necessarily have the feedback from a teacher. Yeah. But I also felt like I didn't have the, um, like, the knowledge of a guitar or a ukulele because I'm used to – they do what's called a tab. hmm And they – whereas, like, we're used to, you know, when you're reading music, it's complete like, how we read music for playing violin or choir and everything – is completely different than guitar. Yeah. And so that was like, that was seriously holding me up was I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I've decided that I just need to really learn the chords first and learn like maybe some scales. I don't know if they do scales in, in guitar ukulele, but I might try to find some. I'm sure they do. I'm it's sure they do. It's pretty standard for music. Right, so I think I'm just going to like, you know, work on that, really figure out my fingers and my hands um and my strumming. And then like, then I can go on cuz like once you figure out I feel like once I figure out my left hand, my fingers where they're supposed to oh go my. for my my chords, then I'll be better where I'm supposed to be. But it was just one of those things where I was like, I'm doing this. Like I saw a lady in our neighborhood announce say she's offering summer ukulele and guitar lessons and Anybody wanted them for their kids, and then I was like, "Not my kid, but for me." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my kids playing piano. Uh,
1: you can play. you can learn "Somewhere Over the Rainbow" on the ukulele, and then you can play it, and that's like one of my favorite versions of Actually, that song. Actually,
0: she was like, "Is there any specific song you would like to learn?" And I was like, "Well, um, one of I go one of the reasons why I wanted to start learning the." ukulele was so I could play something and sing to him and part of our bedtime routine every night is I sing over the rainbow somewhere over the rainbow we just call it over the rainbow in my house for some reason (laughs) and we sing twinkle twinkle and so I really wanted to learn um over the rainbow so I could sing it to him with some accompaniment or Whatever. I don't know. And Aww. she's like, Okay, we can do that. And so she and like it's the original, like Somewhere Over the Rainbow, not the the uh the mix of Over the Rainbow and Oh the Nat King Cole one. Um Beautiful World. Right no. Um, you know what I'm talking about, right? The Hawaiian version. Yeah. That has the two songs meshed. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, it's a beautiful world. I think it's a beautiful world. What a beautiful world. What yeah. a beautiful world. I was forgetting a whole word. That's why it felt wrong. <laughs> Words <But> are important. <laughs> go take it. Just go find a class, Josie. So how about you? <laughs> uh,
1: what have I been up to? Trying to figure out my schedule just to be able to do household functions. So I don't know how I'm going to be able to add any music classes to it. No, I've been... um. We discussed the other night that we opened a new restaurant last week, so we've just been kind of in the tail end of that. Um, So I've been working a lot. I, it's kind of weird actually recording right now because it's in the middle of the day for us, and we're used to recording at night. So this is daylight. We don't know. I know. I'm like, it's daylight. There's actually things happening. But, no, it's it's good. I've just kind of been busy with that. I had volleyball last night, and that was fun. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of that. I've just been trying to figure out what my weekend plans are going to be. I right. just go from there, I guess. I don't know.
0: Go figure it yeah,
1: out. Yeah, really boring. Your life is way more exciting than mine right
0: now. You know, so... <laughs> Sometimes you take know like, off. So, when everybody listens in a couple of weeks to the next the next episode and then... This episode, you're, oh wait, maybe, maybe we didn't have that, oh, we didn't have that conversation, we had it, we didn't record it, but Josie and Andy and I were all trying to figure out what Josie should do for her birthday, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they're sitting here like, seriously, Andy and Josie are like, concert this, concert that, (laughs) concert this, go travel here, go travel there, and I'm like, oh, I can't do any of that. I can't do a concert that night. My son has his piano recital that day. <laughs> i like, you guys are all having like, fun, and I'm, I'm like, oh, I have mommy duties, which is totally fine, and I totally want to support Dash and his... Uh, his- his uh, piano and his gymnastics And all his activities that he does But it was just one of those funny things That you guys are talking about All those fun fun things And I'm like oh I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to go do any of that fun stuff ever again <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know that's why I say this week You're the one having all the fun And I'm <laughs> Kind of
0: I know. It's a different kind of fun It is it's all different
1: So really quick Let's go into our Harry Potter fact Yes Are you ready for this? Um, This one, I think, is just really cute. And, again, I always try to try to match them a little bit to something relating to the book we've just read. Um, So, hopefully, by the end of it, you understand why I picked this fact. But... Um, This Harry Potter fact is Harry's parents, James and and Lily, are soulmates because of the Patronus charm to ward off the Dementors, is a physical representation of one's soul. Because James's is a stag and Lily's is a doe, they are a perfect fit together. Mm. Aww, doesn't that just strum the heartstrings of your hopeless romantic soul?
0: It does. Definitely yours. as we know you're hopeless and
1: okay. I'm more hopeless than you are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it and that's not what I meant. <laughs> no, I know you didn't say
1: it. I said it. I called myself up. Uh. <laughs> yeah, so you guys will see how that kind of connects into our book. Yeah. So, let's let's talk about this. Uh, what what book did we read, Sheila?
0: Uh, we read Maybe let me wake my we we read White City by Grace Hitchcock and she has like a whole little series called True Colors Historical Stories of American Crime and so this one's about it's what the White City and it's about um, H. H. Holmes in Chicago during the World's Fair. I picked it because I like murder mysteries <laughs> I like serial killers. <sighs> I mean, I I just like reading about them. They intrigue me. Me too. I, I mean, mean, we've, we've you talked know.
1: about this. Yeah, we've talked right. about this so much. Yeah, they we intrigue me. We've so. talked
0: if, if, if you've listened to, um, why is it escaping my head? I'll be gone, if, gone in the dark. I'll be gone in the dark episode. You'll learn, like, how nerdy we are about... <laughs> This sort of thing. Murders and uh, serial killers. Yeah. So, but, so that's the book I read. Or I read. I picked. <laughs> I picked. Oh um, so,
1: this is... Um, What's on the book cover At least for Kindle This is about this book um, While attending the Chicago World's Fair In 1893 Winifred Wild believes she's witnessed a, women, a woman being kidnapped She tries to convince her father An inspector in the Chicago police To look into reports of mysterious Disappearances around the White City Inspector Wilde tries to dismiss Her claims as exaggeration Of an overactive imagination But he eventually concedes to letting her Go undercover as secretary To the man in question If she takes her pistol For protection and Jude Thrope a policeman for a bodyguard Will she be able to expose H.H. Holmes illicit activity Or will Winifred Become his next victim Dun 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 dun. (laughs) So I mean that's a Pretty fair explanation While also I think not Giving a lot of story away. Yeah. Which is sometimes what we we run into when we when we read the synopsis of books and stuff like that at the beginning of these sometimes we look for a couple different ones because we're like this literally just gave away the whole plot.
0: Yeah like <laughs> and we go to like the the book cover we do the Amazon we've done Goodreads. Uh, I think we've and, done just
1: like Google before too just to see.
0: Yeah. The and actual book cover if we have a the physical book. They're all different. And, and then sometimes they're all, like, the same, but then, like, each one has, like, a different word in place of another word. Because or, like, a different sentence. <laughs> it's a different sentence, but it's, it's the same thing. So Grace Hitchcock is a Christian um, female writer, mm-hmm. and this is a... This is considered, like, a romance, I think. Like, a mystery romance.
1: Yeah. Story. And if it wasn't considered that genre I would absolutely put it in that genre where it's like a mystery romance novel
0: yeah definitely so this is um a very clean book mm-hmm. um, there's no cussing there's you hear about the murders and there's talk of the murders but like nothing gruesome
1: well and there's also a lot of speculation in it too yes so. yes so they talk about the disappearances. They don't necessarily yeah. know it's murder t- towards the end. Until yeah. towards the end.
0: Yeah. So like, if you're a, if you don't like gruesome stuff, but you maybe want to try a mystery, murder novel book, this might be for you. Oh, absolutely.
1: And to be perfectly honest, I, cause sometimes when you like I've read other romance novels and they are not usually a genre I pick up. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll pick one up for like a beach read for a weekend trip or something, a girl's trip or whatever. But um, they aren't usually a book that I gravitate towards. And I would even say that if you're somebody who likes a good love story, but it's not just about the romance and it's yeah. not just about that this is going to be a good balance book for you it's yeah. not overly romantic um there's definitely a love triangle that takes place in it but I also felt that all of the romance and all of the love story part of parts of the book were very fitting especially for the times
0: yeah for sure definitely I mean, it's I
1: 1893 it's Victorian it's a completely different era for women and men
0: too, but yes. especially for women. Definitely, a lot different for women than
1: than yeah. men, I
0: would say. So, um, our synopsis, our thirty-second synopsis. Sheila, do you want to do the thirty-second plot, or do you want me? <gasps> it doesn't matter. I haven't. I'm not. Actually, I haven't, I don't, I haven't I don't. done it. You've always just kind of stepped in and done them. So if, you, if you want, I can do it. Sure, let's let's give you a crack at it. So, in the White City, there is Winnie, who is the chief inspector's daughter. And she loves to read, and she thinks she sees the guy that has been thought to have been kidnapping people during the World's Fair. And she sees him, and so then she starts this whole process of going, wanting to go undercover, and she gets um, the brand new detective involved and she gets her dad involved. And then there's these feelings between her and the new detective. And then there's uh, a new guy thrown in <laughs> mm. who may, who may make things hard for the new detective because the new detective has feelings and then or and she starts working for hh holmes as like a secretary and she's snooping around and she starts figuring everything out and um then detective thorpe saves the day yeah that's that was really good she left
1: yeah I kind of threw that on her. I'm usually the one who does that. <laughs>
0: well, normally there's a practice one, too. You Normally yeah. we have a practice one before. Like, we're like, okay, let's see. So I totally was not ready, but. I know. I wouldn't have been ready either because I didn't practice either. You so. did either. So it probably you would did,
1: You did fantastically.
0: Yeah. So.
1: Um, all right. So initial impressions. I surprisingly really enjoyed this book. I definitely enjoyed it way more than I expected to. Yeah. I, based off of what we read and what we had seen about it, because Sheila actually, the whole reason of how this came up is Sheila was looking through stuff and how she always does just sends (laughs) me something randomly and is like, let's do this. And I'm like, let's do it without ever fully like thinking about what we're
0: agreeing to. So um, let's go and, back and talk about what we agreed to months ago. I saw this <laughs> book in my Facebook feed and it says the white city HH H. Holmes. I was like, Oh, and then like, I sent it to her. I was like, this is on Amazon, blah, 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 you yeah. know? And then I was like, might be fun to read this one and then read double in the white city And compare the two. Right. And so that is where we are at. We have read the first book of our compares. So we're going to read this one. Talk about it. We're going to read Devil in the White City. Talk about it. We're just going to talk about the two books. And then we're going to have an episode just for comparing. Yes.
1: So this is part one of a part three series. That we've never done before. Um. And we blindly were just like, let's do this without actually fully <laughs> thinking everything out before we agreed to it. And even um, our counterpart, Andy, was like, y'all are really going to do that? <laughs> and You're we were like, crazy. why not? And then John Luca was like, who was on our last episode, if you guys all heard a man called Uwe, he was like, oh, maybe I'll read one of the books and join you again. Like, he was totally into it. Yeah, but, he um, was. But... Just, like, in reading the Amazon description, reading the genre of book it was, I was like, okay, I'm going to read this book, and we're going to compare them, and they're going to be so different, which I still (laughs) expect them to be so different. I do, too. But I do have to say that, like, I really really ended up enjoying this and I really wanted to know what happened to Winifred I really wanted to know what happened to Jude and Percy and all of the characters I really was genuinely like oh my gosh how is this gonna unfold right and um I I was cut off by surprise of that i love yeah. it when books catch me off guard like that when i think it's going to be one thing and then it completely flips it around yeah and is something else um what was your first impression or your initial impression sheila
0: so i was kind of like you i wasn't sure what to expect um with on and honestly my i think my maybe my hookup before i started reading was christian reed and murder yeah um, I just wasn't sure like if she, how well it was going to be tied together. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? And so um and I started reading it I fell in love with Winnie right away. Um obviously she's from a completely different time as us, but she was ahead of her time. Absolutely. As a woman. And it, it's hard I feel like something like reading stuff like this is sometimes it's hard to be a woman back then because your you know your husbands or your fathers you know you're kind of like like she had to have an escort since she was a single woman yeah she had to have an escort um she her you know her father didn't want her to marry into the police world um he wanted her to marry up because he didn't want her to have to work, have the the fear that his wife had. Uh mm-hmm. so there was just a lot like I th- there was a lot more to it than I had I guess I had anticipated was going to happen. So there's some really I feel like some deeper moments in it, but it was a really it was a fun not fun. Fun? Mm-hmm. It was an easy read. <laughs> I, I'm it was to, an like, easy read. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like it was. Kind of-
1: it was an easy read, but why? Part of why I think it was an easy read, maybe, maybe we're thinking the same thing on this, is that the characters were fun, the story was fun, the yeah. plot was fun, and that's what made it easy to read it. Yeah, there wasn't any part of it that I was like, Ugh, "I don't want to read this section." Yeah, I enjoyed every chapter of this. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you on all of that. I will say one of my favorite things about this book was the introduction of every chapter. It has a- had a quote from some author of this time. And it had to like you could tell these quotes were very particular about what was going to happen in that chapter uh one of my favorites i'm gonna read and i am probably one of the few people that actually really love this book um but one of my favorites was uh chapter 18 and it uh says i have not broken your heart you have broken it and in breaking it you have broken mine and that was from emily bronte in weathering heights right but the whole like every single chapter there was a completely different, um, there were a couple from a couple different Jane Austen books, yeah. um, I think there was one from Lord Alfred Tennyson, um, that said, through the mirror blue, the knights come riding two and two. yeah. But I think it just was a great... Yeah, there was something from Emily Dickinson. So it wasn't all female. It was a mix of male and female authors. But it was a mix of all different authors from this time. And you could tell that the, the author was very careful with which ones she chose for each chapter. Well, they fit each chapter. Yeah, and it was just a nice little touch. I like it when authors do yeah. that for for their chapters. It's a surprise cuz not a lot of authors do that. No. Um where they give that little touch in, in like before each chapter.
0: Yeah. I agree. I like that part too, the
1: I think the other thing that made this book really simple to read was it's a pretty complex complex plotline, honestly. Mm. Right. You're dealing with a detective and somebody being undercover going into a possible like they didn't know it was murder they just knew he was a man of interest um and was they definitely
0: go- they knew he was definitely fraudulent they knew he was yeah i i, I want to say i can't remember if they said fraud in the, the book that is that what they called him but they they knew he he was doing things illegally yeah. Now, was it kidnapping and murdering people? No, they really weren't sure. The only person that f- was, like, really truly sure was Winnie. Yeah. And
1: Jude, you do end up finding out that Jude does have his suspicions about him because of a case that his brother-in-law had been working on. Right. Um, before he was, quote-unquote, accidentally killed or, killed. or died. Or died or accidentally. Accidentally, yeah. You you do get the sense that they knew he was up to something. They just didn't know exactly what it was. That's right. They knew that there was a lot of insurance policies around this one person. They knew that there was a lot of vendors that came through the doors of his hotel. They yeah. just didn't know exactly how it all lined up. But the thing that I appreciated about this book is it honestly... When you really think in retrospect, especially some of the books that we've read, there were not a lot of characters in this book. Mm -mm. There were a lot of people discussed, but there were not a lot of characters actually introduced into this book. You had a couple sub-characters, and then your main characters were really um, Winnie, Jude, Holmes, Percy, Winnie's father.
0: um, The aunt. Has, the aunt... She's not in it a has, lot, but she's, she's not talked about. A lot,
1: but she's talked about a lot. But, um, I mean, those are really your main characters. I mean, yeah. some of your sub-characters are Danielle, her, Winnie's best friend, Mr. Saunders, one of her quarters, uh, uh, one of the guys who's trying to court her. The, um, you the, have the, the housekeeper. Her two co-workers, Mr. Owens and yeah. um, Auntie Anne. Auntie Annie, or... Auntie Annie. Aunt Annie. Um, <laughs> Obviously, we remember hey, characters. I know. I literally just finished it, so that she even told <laughs> But, um... And then, like, Aunt Lillian. Like, yeah, you have those characters. You only meet Percy's mother once. You meet Jude's sister and mother. You meet his sister two or three times. I think so it's, twice, but... So was much yeah. detail and... and thought is put into the plot there weren't a lot of characters yeah and i kind of appreciate that cuz sometimes when you read a book especially this one not being as long you read a book and they just shove all these people in it because of all this different stuff and you're like brain is kind of overloaded
0: yeah it's hard to, keeping up with all of those yeah, characters and i think what
1: made me enjoy almost every chapter because you literally just had the same people
0: over and over yeah. again and that's nice
1: yeah i Thought it was interesting. It's really interesting to like read the book synopsis where it's like the Inspector Wilde finally lets his daughter go undercover. Right. And it makes it sound like it was just kind of, like, fun, whatever. And it actually is a much bigger decision in the book. And he really, the only reason he He allows allows her to do this is because he really doesn't think it's anything at all.
0: And he's he's trying to, he's basically trying to curb her, how do I want to say it? He wants to kind of, like, curb her her detective skills, and be like, okay, if I do this, this will keep you out of my hair, essentially, because she, she sees things, like, she's so observant. Yeah, she sees things. But the other thing, and I felt really bad for her, but then again, this is a sign of the times for them, is that She's reading and she's reading these like love stories with adventure in them. And so and that's what these these women really didn't have a lot to look forward to back then, if you think about it, you know. Yeah. So to maybe see something and then go tell dad was like kind of exciting, you know, like. But the thing was, is I think probably nearly almost all of the things she saw probably really did happen. It's just sometimes they couldn't prove it because Chicago right. was so big and there was no cop around when she saw whatever incident. Right. Well, and... They
1: tell you, the author lets you know right away, this is not the first time she's gone to Inspector Mm -mm. Wilde with some wild goose chase. Right. She has done this several times. Yeah. So he really is like, I'm just going to let this entertain her. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot going on. He had a lot more stuff going on because of the World Fair happening. Yeah. He had a lot of other stuff that he had to, like, really concentrate on and, like, take care of.
0: Right. And...
1: um, But at the same time, he does... Take care of her, and he puts one of his best detectives on the case. So it's not like he just picked Jude for any reason. He came from New York, he was a prominent detective. And even Jude was like, are you serious? Like, why are you just giving me this babysitting position? And nobody took Winnie really super seriously. I don't even think her, I think her father admired her intelligence. I think he indulged it. But I don't think he really truly believed in it at the same time. Right. Because of his reaction. And he's like, yeah, fine, go babysitter." But he even said, just in case this time she's right, I right. want my best detective on the case.
0: Right. And they
1: like as much as he was like dismissive, he knew. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, these women really had nothing to look forward to. I mean, Winnie was excited for the fair to happen just because she was going to have her aunt out of the house. She was going to be free to do whatever she wanted to do and make her own adventure. I almost feel like when you were looking for how you wanted to say, it, I almost feel like how I would have put it is they wanted to curb her enthusiasm for all of her adventure.
0: Yeah.
1: He does not I mean it's very well known from the beginning he does not want her falling for any type of detective. All of the detectives in his department know that she's off off the um, the the uh, off the market for them.
0: Yeah. I'm like what's what's the word? Except for um, except for Jude. Jude doesn't know this. Except for Jude. And she's beautiful. Like 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 everybody in the precinct loves her though because she's absolutely gorgeous from what I understood of the story. She's just an intelligent, witty female.
1: This is the type. I mean, this kind of goes back to where I was sort of weary about the book, where you did say it's a Christian romance Mm -hmm. historical book, and I was a little worried that. The light that they were going to paint on her was a little bit more, um, a little bit more subdued. I'm just gonna do what I'm told, right? She wasn't that person, and she wasn't like that at all. So I was actually really surprised. Um, I do think the first time, because there is there is some prayer in the book where they they're like, you know. If it's, if this is God's will and like, Lord, if it is your will, will, and I have absolutely no problem with that. I pray every day, like everybody has their own rights. I just feel like the first time I actually read it in the book as part of the plot, I was like, well, it To me, it kind of felt like the author was like, Oh yeah, I'm a Christian author. I need to put this
0: in there. Well, here's my thing.
1: But then but then as it was going on, I was like, Okay, Okay. it's just part of their characters. I get it. It is a part of the time. People were a lot more
0: religious, yeah.
1: Religious and stuff like that. But the first time she put it in there, it was like, Oh yeah, I'm Christian. Lord, help me. You know, and I was just like,
0: This is really weird. Well, I'll be honest, I was expecting a bit more religion and God in it yeah. than there was. Like, honestly, it, it, it's basically the Christian aspect to me in this was literally just, like, prayers, prayers to God. Internal, um, internal prayer. Internal prayer that I, everybody does to whoever they they believe in. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it just, the
1: first time I was just, kind of taken back but then as I kept reading the book and all the parts where it was brought into it I thought about myself and I'm like no this is exactly how I feel I'm I was driving around Chicago yesterday and there were some crazy drivers everywhere (laughs) and there were points where I was like literally would just say a prayer in my head like Please don't let you know. Right. Please Lord, don't let somebody hit me. Or like, please don't let this accident happen. Or like, right. you know, and it that's how it read through the whole thing. Where it does. It was, it was very much an internal thing. There were only a couple times where. I mean, they talked about going it, to church and. Yeah, but I think there was only one time where Jude actually said to his sister where he was like, "I don't think it's God's will for me to have a wife in this life." Right. And that's the only time, really, that they outspoke it. But after you already knew his character and after you already knew what was happening, right. it felt right for
0: his character to, ha- to be having that. that
1: conversation
0: to say that. Well, and to even just to say that to his sister. And the thing was, yeah. is, like, him saying that was a complete excuse because of, like, all the situations Prior to that, like things that had happened prior to that. Yeah, absolutely. It was just, that Um, was his justification. I know that might sound really horrible, but it was just his justification of like, I have to say it. And you know, that was, he's like, this is the only way I can justify why I shouldn't have a, a spouse. Absolutely.
1: And I also felt like it was fitting that that was a conversation he did have with his sister because I know I have conversations with my sister's that are like that sometimes. Right. Those are not necessarily conversations I would have with just anybody. And so it it was it was nice to see that it was he wasn't just having that conversation with like just anybody. It was somebody who was he was very close to and it was right. an intimate conversation. It was. Yeah. So I actually I, I, again, was just really shocked about that aspect of it because I thought one thing and then was just pleasantly surprised yes. by how it, how it was introduced. Um, I have tried to read Christian authors before, or I have read Christian authors before, and it's not that I didn't enjoy the book. I grew up very religious. I still consider myself a religious person. It's also just one of those things where it forces an agenda on the reader and I don't necessarily always enjoy that and I it's not just Christian things that I I feel that way there's other books out there yeah there's anything like I don't like it when people are like forcing their opinion and being like this is what you should think so
0: yeah it was really good that way how did you feel about Percy um so when we first met Percy like obviously we didn't know any of his background. Yeah. Um, so that was a little different. But then when she first like then her second meeting of him, like she she was like going to the bakery, I think, and she ran into him and knocked his like portfolio out of his hands and all this papers went flying and he's picking some up and then she's picking some up and then she happens to look down and she realizes that he is the author of her her stories. She, he's she's or he's her favorite author, Percival Livingston. No, Lovington, Lovington. And I mean, I, I was like, oh, maybe it'll work, but I but I knew it wasn't going to work. And the reason why I I felt that they were not gonna like he was not the man for her was because. Well, he kept going, you're my muse. And then he would, like, not do anything with her. And she wants to be with somebody and do stuff with people. And Yeah. Not, and, like, and everything, like, and how he quartered her was everything he did wrote in his books. Yeah. And so, like, she was kind of living this life that she's already read. And I think, she, in a way, like, she was like, yeah, this is nice. But, like, it kind of bored her. And... She, she even said, like, she's like, I don't really want to live in a big house. Like, he has yeah. this big, beautiful mansion that he built because of all his, the royalties from his books. And it, she, was,
1: it was a castle that he
0: wrote about in one right. of his first books. Exactly. So, like, it was just like, she just wasn't comfortable with, like, everything that mm-hmm. he did. And I'm just like, I don't know why you keep courting him because you're not going to be happy being with him the rest of your life because when he when you make plans with him he's going to be like oh i can't go i can't take you to the, right. the i can't take you to the ballet because i i have that i have my story in my head and i have to get it out right and because you know that that hurt her the first time he did it yeah and then she so. was just very much her
1: dominant like dominant self being like well I'm not gonna not enjoy the symphony I have two right. tickets it's boxy. I never get this chance I'm gonna right. go anyway um no I completely agree I'm not gonna lie there was a point in the book where I could have seen them having to end up together right and that there was a point towards the last quarter of the book, like three quarters through the book where they mention uh, Jude actually mentions, I wouldn't be able to live knowing that she's with another man. Cause Percy and Jude end up, there's kind of a little like love triangle between the three of them. <laughs> yeah. Percy, Percy really that my, my thing with Percy is that he is that guy who is so enthusiastic He's that guy who's going to be your friend. Right. And you're going to have a great time whenever with your you're with him because he's your friend. And he even considers Jude his friend. And Jude yeah. is like, we're not friends. Like,
0: <laughs> I'm I a that was too
1: funny. <laughs> yeah. He, when he was like, oh, yeah, you're my friend. I want to tell you. And Jude's thoughts are like, friend? Like, if." We didn't, if we weren't talking, if we both were not talking to Winnie right now, there's nothing in life that would ever make us cross paths.
0: Can I just say something? I feel like we need Andy here going front in his frog frog voice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But there's something
1: very endearing about him that if the book, because in my head I was like, oh my gosh, something is going to happen to Jude. Right. And they're not going to end up together. That I was like, Winnie, I would have been okay if Winnie ended up with him. My, yeah. Like, a part of me, like, a big, a huge part of me would have been sad because she obviously did not care for him on any type of level that she cares for Jude. Right. But at the same time, he, he did disappoint her by having to cancel on things, but he also said... You are the person I know will appreciate this because I really think there was a level of Percy that the characters he wrote was the life he wanted to live. And that's why he wrote it with such passion. Mm -hmm. So the castle that he wrote about, he's like, I just needed to live in that castle. Right. And then the horse-drawn carriage and, like, all the rose-covered carriage, it was from a different book, but he, Mm he even told her, you are the only person I know who would truly appreciate this. Yes. And so he really wanted to share his imaginative world with, with somebody yeah. and with Winnie because he knew she would love the adventure. And even when he does propose to her, he knows it's really early. He knows not to expect an answer right away. Yeah. When he even says that this is when he runs up to her, he's like, this is not about the answer.
0: Right.
1: I just want you to know. You know, blah blah blah. And uh I think I think it just kind of shows that he really just genuinely loved her company. Yeah. And for Winnie, especially because you meet one of the people who she um, ends up going to a social engagement with, Mr. Saunders, and how they acted and how he acted towards her and how they treated her at the symphony when they saw her. Yeah. Um, He was not a very nice person. Mm -mm. And so for me, I was in my head, I was like, I obviously want her to be with with Jude. But if something happens, because I really thought something was going to happen to Jude, especially after his run in in the alley Mm -hmm. uh, with Holmes and two of his henchmen. Right. uh, I was like, it won't be the exact same thing she wants. It's not gonna be the type of adventure she absolutely wants, but she will still get adventure and he still will value her mind.
0: Yes. I yeah, I agree. She would have been better in that relationship than say the relationship with Saunders, who is a boring a boring insurance guy. Yeah. Which I thought was I I, you know, I because I don't remember if it was talked about in the beginning of the book and the second time we came across Saunders but they you know th- but then at the, like at one point you know dude's like hey you're going to show me your insurance stuff and i was like is this the same dude and i'm like it is the same dude yeah so I, 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 I i liked that tie in that you know it, yeah she kept a character that was already introduced and just had them be a part yeah. of, of the story Later. a little bit further on yeah. uh but yeah i agree i think i think you know she would have been okay in a relationship with percy maybe not yeah. it wouldn't have been true love or whatever she she was feeling f- for jude but it would have been a i think it would have been a she loving, loving she relationship. Grown, i think she definitely would have grown to love him but it wouldn't have been like the Heart throbbing, heart like heart racing, deep breathing. Like, well, and here's the thing some people are like, true love or true love at first sight. Sometimes it doesn't happen, but I do think it can happen for some people. And, um, I have been actually working with my husband for a couple weeks and then. We, we went to, we had it it's like we had like a couple weeks where we, before we had our orientation where we worked for whatever reason, then we had our orientation and our friend, Steve, Josie and I, our friend, Steve, he and our at orientation, it's like at seven 30 in the morning, I think eight, maybe, I don't remember. And we're all sitting, like we're sitting in big Bertha, which is the big corner booth. And we're all sitting there with all the other new people. And Steve and I look up, and there's this cute, tall, skinny boy with this kind not long blonde hair, but longer blonde hair than what my husband has now. And literally, both Steve and I, like, lean to the left, (laughs) and we're like, who's that cute boy? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I mean... I I probably I I like I said I had talked to Eric before and like I always thought he was cute but like I rem- like that is one moment I remember that I'm like dang he's cute but I didn't do anything because I was seeing somebody at that point <laughs> Yeah no I I totally understand that But but there's there's points in our lives where like somebody comes into our life that you you remember why you kind of fell in love with them. And sometimes it is. It's just that physical attraction. And that's totally mm-hmm. okay. Because that, you know, usually there is a physical attraction. And then later on you learn to to love them and like them for all their other attributes. Yeah. So. And, I mean, I think it goes also without saying that
1: I feel sometimes your, your heart and your head... Know the same thing, and you're still like, no, it can't be that way because Jude and Winnie throughout the whole the whole first part of the book are like, oh, I want him to touch my hand again, and he's like, I want to touch her hand again, but they both know like they can't do it because they're just working a case, and then they're like, oh, that was a lingering look. No, she's just (laughs) playing a part, and then it's like, was I feeling that myself? Like, did I look at him too long? I just want to look at him longer. And but I it's it's a real thing where your head and your where your head and your heart are like on the exact same page, but just like running on two different levels where you're like same book, different page of like where they're supposed to be. And I mean, I've I have felt that before, where it's like, oh no. Like, is this what it is? And you end up talking to this person, and you're like, no, this is totally what it's supposed to be. And right. like, and then there's just something in your head where you're like, no, this is not the right time for this. Yeah. And then you get sad because you're like, this, why can't this be the right why time for this? Right. You know? And I've had that. I mean, I've had that moment where, just like a split second and you just like you meet that person and you're just like
0: oh this
1: yeah I don't know how to explain it but I know this person is
0: gonna always be in my life for some reason yeah right yeah and it's it's just a true feeling and I mean it can be love or it can just be a friend (laughs) yeah exactly and I think that's kind of what I liked about the book was that like I felt like it was very true and like the feelings of how people are. I mean, especially back then it was like, cause they weren't supposed to hold hands or like there's very, you know, the rules of, uh, touching and what women and men were supposed to do back then were a lot different than what they're supposed to do now or what, not what they're supposed to do, what we do nowadays. And so while it may be weird to us, it's not weird to that time. right? Period. I mean, I, but I felt like, you know, like, oh, the lingering look like that was totally a thing. Like you weren't supposed to like Google somebody for right a while, especially
1: not somebody who you were not supposed to be interested in. And I mean, even Percy, Percy goes to Aunt Lillian and goes to her father
0: uh-huh. to
1: ask her to go out. He never goes to her. Never. And when Jude is finally like, no, I need to do this, he doesn't go to Winifred first. He goes to Dad, yeah. Inspector Wilde. He goes to the father. Now, they also did do some very scandalous things for the time. They did have to act like a couple a couple times. And they did kiss. And it's like, was so scandalous. And they ended up having to kiss again because they had to hide themselves from H. H. Holmes cuz they were like no we have to hide from him on the train right. and they didn't, and they thought he was just this penny pincher cuz they knew how what he they already had suspected what he was doing with his fraud and his and his vendors so they're like this penny pincher is not going to be in the first class cabin on a train right. and then it's like yeah he is he's right there next to our car so it's like well i got to kiss her it's the only way i'm going to hide both of our faces right and You know, at first, Thrope is just, like, Jude just says, like, he's singing on his toes, and he just does the first thing, like, his initial instinct, and then later, he's like, yeah, that was my instinct, but I am not upset that I had to kiss her, because now my feelings are showing, but then it was also... Jude didn't have that conversation with Winifred Mm -hmm. he knew it was inappropriate to have that conversation with Winifred so he goes to his her father and he tells the inspector these are my intentions with your daughter and he says no and he immediately is like he said no. I and that's when he goes and has the conversation with his sister about how he's never intended to have a wife and then Winnie overhears it in the park and then she takes it the wrong way. Right. But it's again, it's just I mean, you have those miscommunications now. All the people, time. Yeah. People misread the context of a text message or or they're like, Why is this person not? messaging me I messaged them 10 minutes ago why aren't they messaging me back yet and it's like why like what's happening and so you still get that today with all the informalities right talking to somebody meeting somebody and you're still seeing it then when they did have all these customs of like how to actually do things and go through things right so I I did not have a problem with it at all I thought it was I thought it was very fitting for the whole story and everything it worked you do end up finding out that holmes is definitely the bad guy i mean we already all knew this if you know anything about holmes or you know anything about the white city in these stories you know from the very beginning who holmes is so i felt like the author did a very good job of just kind of like leading with his elusive elusiveness um where you're not gonna know right away who he is. He's not gonna put all of his cards on the table right away. Right. Um there's a reason why he got away with everything he did for so long. And I felt the author. Um I even read her acknowledgments and you could tell she researched yeah. him and the house the house and everything to the know.
0: Fair.
1: Yeah, you could tell she did her research. This wasn't just somebody who was blindly just Interjecting this love story in the World Fair and in this serial killer, and I felt like she did good respect to to everything and kind of how Holmes would probably be, where you would think everything was fine one second, and then he would just pop up behind you and just kind of be a creep.
0: He was um, almost psycho, though. Like, well, I don't know about psycho is necessarily a good word for it, but like his um, well, from the story. And I don't know what he was really like in real life, but like he he could just turn like he would be all nice and happy and then like he would turn on you in like a second if you were getting in the way of. His, oh yeah. his plans so he was but I think she you know she did well with his character and yeah and you know the development of him how he was
1: like he was very like if you've studied him at all you knew he was already very strategic about yes one who he let into his into his murder hotel mm-hmm. two there was never one thing that somebody was in charge of Like, he had a handle on all of it, and he was very, like, you do not ask me questions. You mm-hmm. do this one thing, and it, it's like if you were, if there was something that needed to be done out of that one thing, you were not asked to do it. Somebody else was asked to do it. Right. And he was like that with his contractors, too. Like, nobody ever saw the full blueprint of his hotel except for him. Well, and gave they. The contractors certain parts of it. Like, yeah. I want you to build this room. They never saw anything else around it, so they didn't yeah. know they were building a room with no windows. Right. And, like, a trap door. They just thought that they were building this room that led into all of this other stuff. I did like how how she put it in and interjected that storyline into yeah, it. Yeah, I agree So too. you got the full sense of what kind of person this was without trying... And how she interjected... Winnie into his life To make it a part of the character Because there was a part of me That was a little concerned Where I'm like Is this going to be kind of kitschy Like oh I'm going to be under Like a private investigator on this And that's like no It was actually done very well
0: Yes it was <clears throat> It was I'll tell you what though This, this book made me um, I'm like I want to know what a world's fair is like <laughs> I know <laughs> We're missing out I know. <laughs> Our generation's totally missing out. I feel like. But yeah, um, I I just really I did. I really enjoyed the book for the most part. I'll have to say there was like one little pet peeve of mine, and I think it's just like who I am as a theater costume person, but like the men would walk inside and she she wouldn't say anything about them taking off their hat and like but she had mentioned them still having their hats on inside the house. Like yeah. and that bothered me so much because I'm like, that's not how it works. <laughs> but that is who I am as a, yeah. uh, a you know, a theater and costume person. Like you sometimes have to know the time periods and when it's appropriate to wear yeah. a hat inside and thing was is like back then it really wasn't appropriate to wear any sort of head covering inside. Yeah. Especially if you were male right so like I'm, like just, the
1: women the women often would but not yeah. all the time and it was very specific locations if they did
0: yeah so I'd say like that was probably like my biggest pet peeve and like it's really a minor pet peeve <laughs> uh, yeah no it's I totally caught that too but okay you know, same
1: background but at the same time I was like I just want to see Winnie's <laughs> dresses in real life yeah even her navy suit that she would like her navy dress suit that she would wear quote unquote suit um, that she would wear to work I was like I just want to see what this is Yeah. because it it even oh my gosh like her yellow dress that had the hat with the yellow silk roses on it I was like I just want to
0: see what this looks like I I mean I know what it looks like in my head I want to see it in real life I do have to say, one of my favorite things is, like, even though Percy didn't get Winnie in the end, they're still really good friends. Yes. And Um. I appreciated that. And I also appreciated that Percy didn't, like, hold it against Jude or have sour feelings towards Winnie like Saunders did. Yeah. Um, like I just felt that was like a really big that that just showed how how good of a person mm-hmm. Percy was. Like he he generally cared and really liked Winnie. Yeah. And I think he generally thinks that Jude is his friend, even Jude may not think that. Which and, part of me wonders after everything went
1: down. Part of me wonders if they don't end up... Like, if, if the story continued on and you kept reading about these people... After, part of like, me wonders... Yeah. Like, I think they would have ended up becoming yeah, friends. I think because, so. I think because there's just, like, a relaxation that came yeah. to it. Like, as formal as Percy had to be because of his class and his upbringing, he was not a very formal person. And... I do think, like, even at the end, so you, Winnie does end up having to be confronted by Holmes, and there is a very dangerous situation where yeah. Holmes sets his house on fire, and Jude goes Pastor. in to save, save her. And another female. And another an, And woman. another female, Miss Lance. And her father finally comes around to. To Jude, because, you know, he's like, I heard from many witnesses about how you went in and saved my daughter when Percy ran in the other direction. And Jude even said, he was like, that was a very, that would have been a really easy situation for him to, like, throw Jude under the bus, or, uh, sorry, throw Percy under the bus. And Jude come out looking at, like, the bigger person and the better person. But he was like, I'm not going to be that I'm not going to win Winifred that way right and he even said he's like there was two things that needed to happen to save your daughter somebody had to go in the building and somebody had to run and get the fire department and I think in that moment he conceded any ill thoughts he had towards Percy right I think he conceded him at that moment because he really didn't want to be the man. He didn't want to win dirty. And I think it, in that moment, he understood that if the if the moment would have been flips, I think Percy, I really think Percy would have done the, said the almost the exact same thing.
0: For sure. Well, and I think part of Jude's maybe issues with Percy from the get go was like his feelings for Winnie. Right, you know, but I don't think Percy ever really realized that Jude was in the way. <laughs> right, Do you know what I mean? Like there he, was definitely
1: an oblivio- oblivion, bliv- obliviousness. He was oblivious. to his character. Yeah, an aloftness. Oh, I yeah. mean, the only time you get any type of inclination and part of me would hope that he does he did get it and he did know that maybe Jude was a contender is the fact that he went to go see if he could be the one to take over Jude's position and then the yeah. father, her father makes a mention when they're at dinner where he's, like, the first time Percy let the name slide. But the third or fourth time, he, even he started to give a weird look because of how much Winnie was talking about Jude. Yeah, yeah, and
0: that, that was... Such an,
1: it wasn't... She didn't call him Detective Throbe. She. It was Jude,
0: Jude, 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 yeah. Jude, you know. Yeah, right around then, I think he realized. But, yeah. like, f- but prior to that, like, he spent, like, a whole week with um, Undercover... Yeah,
1: I mean, they went to a shooting range together. Yeah, They had a shoot-off, which Percy actually was the one who ended up winning. <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah, did I forget to tell you? I've taken all these lessons <laughs> all right. these years, and I shoot clay pigeons once a week. Right. Um. So they thought he was just kind of like this ninny boy coming, like this fancy boy coming along. Yeah. And he was like, uh, no. Like, I think, honestly, I just feel like they were all – kind of the same type of person who like in today's day and age you could definitely see all of them like having common interests coming together yeah. not worried about class or anything they would totally be friends. Totally they totally
0: would be. And I think um, I think you're right. I think they would be friends after you know like later on. Like at yeah. you know after all of the events and because just in their normal lives as
1: yeah because they, they are end up seeing after they, they're uh Jude does end up getting to court Winnie and they spend a lot of time together and they end up seeing Percy at a bookstore signing all of his books and he calls them out like this is Miss Cordelia Swan and this is the detective who wins her hand and like. They all get like fangirled on so hard, and I and have poor say, poor Jude. He's like <laughs> my favorite part is she's like, will you sign this to Jane, my damsel? And he's like, who's Jane? Why would I sign that? What am I signing that on? <laughs> like he just has zero clue. Right. And I loved the line. Well, so there was like two parts that I loved in it, and you already touched on one where Jude or where Percy says, you know, I I want us to be friends. And I still want you to be my muse, and I want to call on you so I can run plots next by you. Which is, like, where I think really comes down to it. Where, again, it was somebody in Winnie's life who respected her intelligence. Right. So, the other spot, the other thing, then, was when Jude finally, like... uh, when he looks at Percy and he's like, I'm going to go have to save the damsel now. Like, I'm going to have right. to go save my hero. Right. And when they leave, Jude is like, women and their authors and books are crazy. crazy. And it honestly, it made me chuckle because I have been that person who have gone, I've gone to several Midnight Book releases. I've been that fan who's like, Stood in line to get an author's autograph or whatever. And it's so funny because this is 1893 and people are still like that about their books. And so it just gave me a really big chuckle. And I was like,
0: oh, this is perfect. Yeah. It was funny. That was, that was like, I liked that little chapter, that last scene. It was.
1: Yeah. I liked it. It was, it was excellent cherry on top of a sundae. It was so perfect.
0: Yes. Um,
1: so, Sheila, who is your favorite
0: character? Oh, I really like, I mean, I liked Winnie, but, and I mean, I think I probably like Winnie just because, like, I can relate to her, but I feel like my favorite was Jude, and honestly, it's so funny because I'm, like, I'm not really sure why. I feel like it's, like, part of that, like, he's a, like, a big, strong handsome man or so I don't know. Like but he was Mm. like a good man. Do you know what I mean? Like you're not I don't know. I liked I just liked him. Yeah. I just liked Jude. I like the name too. It's a really great name. It's an amazing name. So
1: it's really hard not to like Jude or Winnie. Yeah. But I really I honestly really did end up liking Percy. I thought he had a good character arc. Yeah. I thought the way they introduced him and the way he acted was the way an artist would act, and it just yeah. kind of like made it me really happy. It really was. Yeah,
0: he was um, a true he was a true
1: artist. And- I think he yeah he was that true artist who's I I found my muse. I need to I need to do this, and as flaky as that was, and ultimately as much as that wouldn't work out for. For Winnie in the long run, as an artist, I also understood it. So it was one of those things where it was his his big flaw was that. But there were a lot of other things that he did so right. And I think... He really genuinely liked her. I think he liked her mind. I think she he thought she was beautiful. He obviously liked that she liked adventure. Because he yeah. invited her to Paris. Part of the reason why he asked her to for her hand so early was because he was going to have to go to Paris for another book. And he just wanted her a part of the adventure. Yeah. The adventure of um, his writing. But I feel like his, his arc, he really did do things just to kind of be a good guy. Like he really genuinely liked Jude. He really genuinely liked Winnie. Yeah. He didn't hold any sense of, Resentment towards them, mm-hmm. which you see in the last scene. And I also liked that before he was so secretive about being the author and he didn't want anybody to know. Yeah. And it was because of these adventures and because of meeting Winnie and Jude that he was like, no, I've I decided. Can maybe- I, I just can be need me. to be this person. Like this yeah. is who I am. So I felt like of all the characters, he had a lot of growth. He did. He really did.
0: Another character I really liked was Aunt Annie. Yes. Like, she's like a like no nonsense black cook housekeeper lady, and like no nonsense. Like you don't really mess with her. But she had like a good heart because like when he had to come in like on a sunday or saturday uh-huh. or something and um <laughs> A- annie was like i made these uh cinnamon rolls for all the the tenants but i have one for you like because she and she's like because i know you like your sweets and yeah like and she covered for winnie a couple times like yeah. Winnie was snooping and Winnie's not so supposed to be snooping and she basically got caught and um she got caught by Aunt Annie and she got caught by Holmes yeah, yeah. and like well and with Holmes well and, and the thing was is like Aunt Annie knew something was going on if yeah she she knew something weird was going on cuz she was like don't don't fall for him don't fall mm-hmm. for Holmes, because uh, um, I guess all the other secretaries had, and then they just secured, yeah. and, you know, she, but, like, Aunt Annie just knew that he wasn't a good guy, but, like, at the end, she, you know, Aunt Annie kind of, well, not at the end, but, like, after the whole, like, fire incident, like, you know, she just was like, "I can't, you know, I can't believe it." But thank you for, you know, saving my life and the tenants' lives and yeah, and everything. Because, but I felt like she like she's such a minor character. She's not in it a lot, but like she yeah, stuck, like all her little bits stuck out to me. Yeah,
1: even like one of the times when Holmes catches her, and she's like, "I was told to get the carrots." Yeah, <laughs> and she's making me a coffee and then Holmes is like I told you not to send it and she's like but I did you're you expect me to take care of all of this she so needed I water go,
0: I can't go up and down the stairs all day yeah
1: and then she's like and she needed water and he's like water I thought it was coffee and she's like she can't drink too much coffee it's not good for a lady and I yeah. was just like she was so
0: quick to it <clears throat>
1: she, was, she
0: was quick it's very protective like even though she was like she she came off as like I'm not going to take care of you mm-hmm. or she did like, even though she made it out that she wasn't going to like take, you know, hold people's hands and take care of them. She did take care of them. She covered for them when they needed yeah. it. I think the other thing
1: too, is she, I mean, cause she did mention the other secretaries and mm-hmm. like women who left suddenly. Yeah. I think there was a charm about Winnie's character that just enraptured people. And it was yeah. just, like, you just wanted to be nice to her and be her friend. Yeah. And I think there was a part where Aunt, Aunt Annie was, like, she knew that she was, I mean, at the, they only knew her as Miss Swan. But, like, she knew Miss Swan was a good person who needed protecting. Yeah. And so she, she was really quick to do that. I do think she was also a lot like the inspectors where I agree that she definitely knew there was something up with Holmes she and that there was exactly something about him, was. but she did not know exactly what it was. She, but she did know that there was something strange and she didn't always buy the stories of like why the secretaries left. Cause she was like, mm-hmm. what? You said he got a husband. Yeah. She, he got a husband and you'll never see her again. Right. But and they was, left
0: all they left all their belongings, with, you know it's just
1: yeah. so she knew weird. there was something, but she didn't know exactly what it was. yeah, but honestly, given the time, she probably like there could have been a million things that happened. they could have been sent to a psych ward. They could have been like, who knows what
0: happened Well, and I also think it's really hard, like for back then, like like we think it's hard now to report stuff, oh, yeah, I think back then, especially for. For women to report things about women. Mm. And because it's talked about at the very, very beginning of the book. Women have these overactive imaginations. Uh-huh. I so I wonder if that's part of it too, you know, like maybe she felt like maybe there she she felt like she could report it, but she just never did because she wouldn't have believed. One, because she was a woman, two, she's a black woman. Yeah. Um, you know, she's poor. She's, you know, definitely on the poor spectrum because you yeah. Know, she's working for homes and probably isn't getting paid much.
1: Well, and she's living there, so right. it's like how like what are you going to do because if you turn him in, you don't have a place to live, you don't have a job. You yep. now you have this other thing. And if if it's found to be false, you don't have any of that stuff. Right. Like you turn in somebody or accuse somebody who's possibly innocent. It's a tough situation to be in, but yeah, she was a really good character. Um, I really liked Inspector Wilde as well. Yeah, I did I like. like him, the, too. I I did like her father. Um, he. I think a little bit he was ahead of his time also because he was a chief in- investigator. So he did make sure that when he, you know, knew how to shoot a pistol and could take care of herself and yeah. how to pick a lock and all these little things. Yeah. Um, and I did like at the end when he conceded to letting her see Jude and he was like, like Jude knew he was in trouble when he, Uh, climbed up the lattice to see her in the window and he was like it's okay I heard my daughter calling for you (laughs) like he knows his daughter and um and he tells him like fine come in and as an investigator come into my parlor we will discuss this and then he's like you have one hour to talk to her because heard my, my daughter has a caller tomorrow morning and Jude had already asked if he could call on her officially the next day. And he overheard that. And so there was a point where he just kind of had, like, I think he, I think he respected Jude and there was a part of him that was always okay with him, but he was so scared because of what happened to his wife. And him he was just so scared for that to be Winnie yeah. and Winnie's life that he just didn't want to hear about it and he knew the difference between Jude and the other inspectors but he still was like I don't want my daughter to go through that but then yeah. at the end when he concedes he's like she is after all my daughter and he's just yeah. like "I, she will never be done having these adventures right? and needing this adventurous life and so I, I really liked how he just is like my
0: daughter's a free spirit. This is this is where we're at. This is what it's gonna be. Which you just you you, you just said it, free spirit, and her their last name is Wild. Um, mm-hmm. I just I always thought that was a good um tie in for you know her free spirit and her yeah her kind of wild spirit that she had a her last name was Wild, which is actually W Y. L-D-E instead yeah. of the wild that, like, out in the wild. Yeah. But, so I thought that was a good kind of play. Not play on words, um, but, she, you know, she used it uh, she picked a good name. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Aw. Is
1: there anything good. else you want to say about
0: it? I don't think so. Do you?
1: No. I mean, did we th- cover
0: all of our? I feel like
1: we covered everything. Yeah. Or at least yeah. everything I really wanted to talk about. I think right. I know. Yeah. Um so Sheila, would you recommend this book to others?
0: I would. I would. Especially like if they're like if I know they're more into Christian um books, I would be like, "Hey, check this out." I, like just because I know sometimes like people go towards certain genres, but I I would definitely yeah. be like, "Hey, yeah, go check this book out." It's not too I mean, I I enjoyed it even though it wasn't too scary or christiany or (laughs) you know it was was like a perfect mix of everything so like i would definitely share it with everybody or say go read it um but like if certain people came up to me and i knew what their kind of reading backgrounds were i would probably still share it with them but i'd be like oh well i know you like christian fiction you might like this book yeah
1: i i I would definitely recommend it but I do think it would be a much more specific group that I recommend it to and there's already people in my friend group or like people in my life that I'm like I would suggest this to them because I think they would like it yeah I but I don't think this is a book that I could recommend to just anybody at the same time. Well, yeah,
0: I guess I probably shouldn't say I'd recommend it to everybody because not everybody's interested in mysteries and um, murder and that sort of thing. Because I know people that aren't, and they're weird.
1: Yeah, right, they are weird. No, I guess, my (laughs) honestly, my side of it is kind of more like, I would probably recommend it to, I probably would recommend it to a lot of people, but I think the side that would um, kind of throw people off is, like, actually the Christian part of it, because I know a lot of people who see that and get, like, really thrown off, so yeah. I'm like, no, you, I think you would enjoy it, like, don't let that part of it well, like it ties in, but it's yeah. not all about that because I think just, people hear Christian and they just get such an well, a negative connotation to it.
0: I wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, it's a Christian book. Does that make sense? Right. Because like there was enough, like I said, there wasn't. It wasn't overpowering. There was enough that I felt like it was like kind of normal everyday life. Like I know I've read other books that aren't Christian uh-huh. that had way more. You know religion and christian tones to them so mm-hmm. i mean i just feel like maybe like if you just didn't say it was christian because i don't think it says it on the face on the amazon page is it um i thought it did i can't remember it's been a while i don't know we're like let's the f- title doesn't say it like on the amazon title doesn't say it mm-hmm.
1: It doesn't say it on the cover, but I feel like there was, like, there was something where I was like, oh, it's Christian, which isn't, like I said, isn't that. Well, I shared it
0: with you from a Christian, a Facebook Christian page.
1: Um, So maybe that's And it's actually one of the editors and, like, publishing groups, the association, it's a part of is the Evangelical Christian Publishers Association I don't read that stuff
0: oh I always do (laughs) (laughs) I don't read that stuff Uh, so if you read so yeah I would say like you could probably get away with just sharing it and like you (laughs) won't know that it's a Christian book
1: yeah it's I really enjoyed it I like it. I would. I mean, I would recommend it. I wouldn't be like against recommending it. I just feel like it's not like some of the books that we've read in the past, where I'm like, everybody read this. I think this is like, if you like these things, yeah, definitely enjoy this. Like,
0: if you like a romance, if you like some mystery, yeah, If if you like a
1: little bit of mystery and you like a little bit of romance. And you're not adverse to anything like really clean, and you're you're fine with with right. prayer and things like that. Like you're you'll really enjoy this book. Yeah,
0: and I don't think is that what I want to say. <laughs> Sorry to say, I don't think, and I'm not sure if that's what I wanted to say. Yeah, I just feel I feel like if you or or you can just say like, and if you, if people want kind of an easy, enjoyable read, I think this would be. Uh, you know something like mm-hmm. that like you really didn't have to think about it and I think you know if so if somebody's like what I want to be read," I'd be like okay here you go Oh yeah like this is definitely like an airplane it's a, it's a
1: rainy day I have nothing to do I'm gonna sit and read a book and you have a few hours to spare you can sit and read this whole book
0: yeah yeah definitely because I think I only sat down and read it in like three sets
1: yeah I think it took me two or three and A couple, I think the first one I did not, or maybe it was the second one I did not have a long time to read.
0: Right. And I do want to say if you just want to check it out, like they have an extended preview on Amazon for free. For free. And it's like 20 or 25% of the book. Yeah. It's a long preview. Um, So you can get that and read that. Um, And I would say.
1: Yeah, if and if you're not captured in that in that amount of time, don't finish the rest of the book. But if you're captured within that time, you're yeah. going, you will definitely enjoy the rest of the book. Yeah, you'll enjoy the rest. Because I, I didn't even finish, well, because Sheila and I also got the extended preview, not realizing it was an extended preview. <laughs> and we both were like, oh, I'm really liking this. And then Sheila texted me and was like... If you got it how oh, I did it, that's only the extended preview. That's not the whole book. And I was like, oh, okay. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I would say go go get the extended preview on Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and it's White City by Grace Hitchcock. Extended preview. And, you know, read it. See if you like it. Great. If you don't, okay. You don't have to read the rest of the book. Right. Uh, I mean, and I mean, I read that first 20 and... I don't know I I I went out to lunch and I just sat there and ate my or ate and and read Mm -hmm. and I was like oh it's done yeah (laughs) absolutely so I mean that's and you know that's my suggestion if you're curious but you're not sure this is really your genre or your style of book go go get the the preview what's it gonna hurt you yeah, absolutely. It's not going to hurt your pocketbook, that's for sure. I
1: Absolutely. And honestly, like, if you want to try something new, I feel like this is a good new, yeah. or, I feel like this is a good book to maybe get you into a genre or, like, tapped into a genre that you maybe not would have been into before.
0: So I have a question for you, Josie. I have an answer for you, Sheila. I hope so. So, um, she has a series. This is a series called True Colors, Historical Stories of American Crime. She has, I believe, just two other books. Are you going to maybe read those two other books someday? Someday. Someday. They are, just so people know, they are The Pink Bonnet and The Yellow Lantern. The Pink Bonnet is supposed to be about the Tennessee... um, children's adoption scandal uh, like where they would like go take babies from people yeah. and then say your baby died or just yeah. pick up kids off the side of the road um that were poor um and then they'd uh, re- adopt them so i think that that's what, i don't know i haven't looked up what um the yellow lantern is but um but those are the books this one's in yellow lantern massachusetts But, yeah, so, I mean, I I think I will someday go back and read her. Yeah,
1: she didn't grasp me where I was like, I have to read these books now. Right away. Right. But she piqued my interest definitely enough that I will look at future work from her and come back to her work. Absolutely. Awesome. I thought she was, I thought she was witty and like a lot of her writing, you could tell she paid attention to detail. Yeah. Um. Even though the minor detail about the costuming with the hats, <laughs> the rest of it was very <laughs> attentive to detail and. Right. Um, you could tell she had done her research and. For sure. And it was, there was like nothing blaring about it where I was like, what? Because, you know, living in Chicago, I, you know. There have been times where I've seen things that are like quote unquote take place in Chicago and we're like, that is clearly not Chicago. Right. <laughs> but um yeah, I I would definitely check out her other work. Yeah. I agree. In the future. All right. Far All down right. the reading list, but on there. All right. So that concludes part one of our three part series we're going to be doing. Right. Um I, for one, am very excited because our second part is going to be, which book, Sheila?
0: Devil in the White City by, I have to get my book. Ignore ignore the fact that I've just pulled it out of the bag. (laughs) I just got it the other day. So, The Devil in the White City by Eric Larson.
1: Yes. This has been on my reading list for a very long time, so I'm very excited to read this.
0: say This just came out a few years ago, right?
1: Um earlier two thousands.
0: Oh, I didn't think it was oh, I didn't realize it was two thousand and three. I, yeah. I thought it was maybe like five, six years ago. That's <laughs> no, where it's my been life was for a is. while. That's where my life is at. It's um
1: <laughs> I knew it had been a while because it came out around the time that I had moved to Chicago and everybody oh. was like Really, Like, all the bookstores and everything had it everywhere because it was a Chicago-based book. Chicago book, right. Yeah. And so, so, yeah, I'm very excited to read this for part two. And quick reminders. You can find us on any major podcasting platform, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Music Play, and iTunes. Yep you can email us mm-hmm. and give us suggestions for books. Cause we have a, some new, um, it won't be this episode or the next episode, but one of the soon episodes we're going to be making some big announcements about stuff yeah. that we're going to be working on for over the summer. And this three part series is kind of concluding our first season. Yeah. So we have some big announcements for things that we are going to be working on, on Our little break even though we're not really taking a break what would really help us is you know rating us subscribing um the more that we get that stuff the more uh we pop up for other people to find us
0: and even if you just email us and tell us how we're doing we'd love that or tell us what you want to hear do you have any book suggestions yeah um tell us about it because like, like we said about a man called uve we probably wouldn't have never picked it up had um mm-hmm. one one luca suggested you know so yeah
1: absolutely um and you can email us at potheads who read at gmail.com we're on instagram we're on facebook yeah so check us out yeah
0: that's i a, think i think that's I think, it i don't know i was I don't like know. i think everything that's
1: so thank you for reading with us
0: and go crack a book open
1: bye, bye.